know that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you, so let's get started. Here we go, another episode of the Heart Sing Podcast, where your host, Addie B, that's me, has risen once again, and we are flying high today, my friends. What a week of revelations it's been for me. I'm so excited to share with you. I'm not even sure where to start. So today we're going to dive into commitment together, mine and yours. And are you ready? Let's make some big impossible dreams happen today. And as always on this podcast, I'm going to share through my journey and my story and what's been going on and bring through some lessons that hopefully you can apply in your life and might just get you thinking about some things. So I guess first I want to bring you up to speed in case you are just hopping in on this episode. Maybe it's your first one or you haven't listened to last week's yet or heck, maybe you can't even remember what it was about and you did. That was me. I had to go back and listen to myself. Because while I knew I was sharing about the sludge I was in, this apparent dark night of the soul business, where one is experiencing the discomfort and feeling like you've lost your way, just overall feeling like things aren't aligning. My uncle had messaged me and gave me some different verbiage for this, said it can also be called like the void. There's this space in between where we're shedding some of our ego and where we're becoming this next version and that we don't come out into the light until we have some of this mud to go along with it. You can always listen to these episodes on their own, but I do weave in my personal saga of the moment sharing with you as I'm learning. So I like to give you some context from week to week too. So I'm still here in Arizona. I am a nomadic by choice. So I'm loving so much being back here, especially this time of year. I had planned to take November off, which Now that I've done my monthly planning for December with the Me First Sisterhood and reviewed my pretty non-existent November plan, I realized that I just totally cashed out on November altogether. I didn't just take it off from doing work type things. I really took it off from being me, like the new me, like the person I've created. And so I put on this non-judgment scientist hat when I review my data and what there was to look at, and I just kind of laughed. You know, did my lack of planning lead to being in this mud? For sure, it was part of it, but what came first, right? The cart before the horse. But as with everything else, I would not change a minute because that mud led me to so much magic this week, and I'm on the cusp of playing big again. I'm already playing big. What am I talking about, the cusp? It's like there was a threshold I was dancing on, and I'm jumping over the other side, bursting into the unknown full force, ready to light this bee up. When we left off last week with me questioning why I was still playing small and committing to at least starting to show up for my health again and in that making the final commitment to the implementation of my health protocol, which I am ready for now. And I've been kind of wishy-washy talking about for over a year and a half 
now, right? I not publicly really stated I was committed to doing these things permanently, that I see my future self doing them, but I wasn't really there yet. I was literally telling myself I wasn't going to execute this. And you see, when I see this vision of me in the future, radiant, strong, loving, and just so full of life, she cares for herself really well. And I do a lot of vision work. I do it daily and I don't see her lifting a wine glass or eating unhealthy food. She just doesn't. She cares for her body, her physical being, her mind and her soul. She does yoga every day, meditates, writes, plans, swims. She's in nature. She shares her soul with the world and it just radiates from her. It's like this walking orb of light around her. And she shares wherever people let her share the light in writing through her voice and groups. And I can see her days. I can feel her body. I can see the healthy live food she's eating. I can see how each day feels so nourishing to her entire being. It's like she was in the spa every day. Now, this isn't a change that happens overnight going from this 300-pound ball of misery with anxiety pangs in her chest to committing to what I'm about to share with you here in this podcast. And I want to be clear that this next phase will be uncomfortable for me, but for different reasons. And I'm no longer scared to state that I am going to be sugar-free, flour-free, and alcohol-free, and the gauntlet is thrown. I'm done. This is the final destination. And I'm going to actively pursue creating a life where I enjoy more activity including more yoga, meditation, and nature. And yes, I practice things now. I've been practicing these things over the past few years. And I've been shedding these 110 pounds, you know, depending on which day or week you're talking to me, take a pick. This brings me to the difference in wanting something versus committing to something. You see, I really wanted to be these things. I created this vision. I knew I desired to be free. Therefore, my mantra, food is fuel, and that I just want to be free from food. But it's been a journey to get here with this clarity and this feeling in my gut. Like when I went live in that first video I talk about on my Addie Bill Facebook page, when I talk about coming out of the weight loss closet and I told the world I was going to lose weight and I was doing it no matter what. And I remember being scared and uncertain and feeling I might fail, but knowing in my heart that I had to tell the world because I wanted to show everyone as I was becoming, not after. I didn't want to see people after they had done it. I want to see them doing it. Like, what What are you going through? And how do you get through this uncomfortable part? When I did this, it also created great accountability for myself. And really, this is what started the gathering of women like we enjoy in this sisterhood, which has led me to create this life and the vision of my dreams, that act of stepping out, of stepping into that unknown, into the fear. And the funny part, or maybe ironic might be the better word here, I don't know, but my vision for author Addie is what brought me here today, this totally unrelated goal of like writing a book. I'm supposed to have this rough draft done according to my Q4 plan, but working this author Addie vision, really seeing what her life looked like as I started to write and create, I was pointed right back to my health quest. When I told my guides I was struggling writing, they just laughed at me as they do. My guides are characters. Imagine that. Once they reminded me again, it's all so easy. They told me it's just simple. Just get in alignment and write. That's all you need to do. 
And I wanted to scream because I felt like I was all sorts of out of alignment because I want to write a book. And isn't this just my monkey brain telling me that I don't want to sit down and write? Like, shouldn't I force myself through this discomfort because I know I'm capable to do this? And so maybe this discomfort is me just not wanting to push through the goal because this can be a thing in habit building and goal building. And I decided it wasn't this time that this vision is drawing me right back to my health quest. Because indeed, I had unfinished business on my original goal. And I needed to find this alignment in the lessons that are here on the home stretch and sit to write as I come into that alignment. There's a lesson here. There's still one coming. And I will write a book. It's coming. And have that goal achieved. But I also know it'll be a little easier than this. And I've learned a lot of lessons in the 11,000 words I did write. I feel ready to tackle that now when I'm back in this alignment with myself. I had already planned this November off. So honestly, November just kind of got lost. I buried my head in the sand, so to speak, and I didn't start getting in the alignment. I, I dabble here and there, but it wasn't really serious. There wasn't a commitment about it. I went the opposite way, actually, eating and drinking all the things. Yep, I'm so not perfect, you guys. I can tell you, and that's not the goal, right? Perfectionism isn't the goal. I can tell you I will not regain this weight, but I can also tell you that the ride down the scale is definitely a dance in lessons, lessons of the mind, heart, body, and soul. And if we pay attention to these lessons on the weight loss ride or any journey to our goals, we inevitably uncover so much more than the goal. And it leads us to question what do I really know? What is really true? Who am I? All these bigger questions come up and it gives us these tools to create from a bigger and bigger field of possibilities each time, which are infinite, of course. So as my weight loss journey became so much less about the scale and I feel good in my body now, and let's face it, you guys, I look great. (laughs) I think so. But the thing is, I can look great and still do all of these things that don't serve me. We all can. You can be thin, healthy, the most beautiful person on the planet, and also be the unhealthiest and the most disconnected to self. And this is where I'm at on my journey, needing that next big why do I want to be in alignment? Why do I want to be healthy? Now, my why that started driving this from the weight loss perspective was to look good and feel good in my jeans on my motorcycle, right? I wanted to be that, what I call her, the hot motorcycle bee, right? This might sound more superficial than I want to be in alignment. But first of all, who the hell cares? And it was true. I just wanted to look and feel good. I was getting honest with myself. I wanted to be hot. That's a great reason too. Don't be shamed by your reason, my friends. Me getting honest with why I wanted to lose weight was a catalyst for us being here today with me 110 pounds lighter. I wasn't walking around anymore saying, oh, I just want to be healthy. It's not about the weight. Hell no. And that's actually not my reason now. Alignment might sound like it, but this is more like I want to have that feel-good life force energy running through me more. It's almost orgasmic at times, and I like it. I want more of it. I want to be, I want to have that feeling, that energy in me more and more so I create from that space. And worded like that, maybe to the ear it sounds more self-serving, but that's exactly the ticket. Your reason needs to be self-serving. Let it be about an orgasm or looking hot or whatever it is you truly crave and desire will lead you 
to your true self. But you have to crave it, desire it, dream about it, have energy around it. How do you get energy around, I want to be healthy? Or it's not about the weight loss. How do you get energy around it? And if you can, that's great. But how do you, what specifically does it look like? And where do you feel it in your body? Is it positive emotion? Does it bring that excitement, that gut energy that's going to help manifest it in your world? So removing the shame around why you really want it and you make it down to your reason. And so what if it looks self-serving? It should. You won't do it because someone else wants it or because it looks good over there or because you're scared of it. You want to, you have to want it. And before I had that honesty with myself, with that desire, I was asleep at the wheel of my life. I would try to do things to get healthier, but it was lackluster. You know, my horses were running the show. I was jumping from one buffer to the next work, Netflix, food, wine, rinse, repeat. So asleep at the wheel just letting it steer itself until that 300-pound ball of misery weekend where I crashed and burned into the wall and I heard that voice, just get up, Addie, it's time. And I heard that voice again today after a particularly soul-opening yin yoga experience and I wept a few times in this practice, wept in gratitude and in love with the greatness that was radiating from inside of me. And as I pushed myself in these poses that were opening and releasing emotions I had stored in my muscles. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing, by the way. <laughs> emotions in our muscles. I know. It's crazy, right? Also in your gut and up to your brain, but don't get me started. So as I'm releasing these tears just sliding down my face, and I was really kind of glad we were bowed over. My hair was shading me, you know. And so we're lying there at the end of the practice in Shavasana. And if you don't do yoga, this is why you go to yoga, my friend. <laughs> the physical asana practice of yoga anyway. You lie there on your back after having shown your body such love and movement and just let it all go. This feeling is why I even put meditation on my original everyday bucket list back before my world changed, right? One of the things that came up in my dark night research last week was about surrendering. So I'm lying there in Shavasana thinking about the surrendering of the letting go of my ego self and my attachment to things, people, my body. I touched my hip and stomach areas. I was lying there as getting settled in. And it was like I wasn't even feeling, but I could. It was like it wasn't really me, but it was. But there was no fat at all. Like literally couldn't pinch anything. I could just feel like my bone structure. And it was this strong, leathed body and the life force energy that was pulsing through me. It was as if she was showing me this is who you are. And it wasn't just my body. It was my entire being. It's the first time I've truly felt my 162-pound body, and it was delivered to me in Shavasana, in this final resting pose, this final piece of this vision of the physical self, and the full body heart sing radiance from my heart that was coming through it. I was one. I was one with my body, mind, soul, the room, the world. Tears leaked again from the corner of my eyes, you guys. And then when I wanted to ask what I needed to do to surrender more, to serve, to live in more of this light, I was just feeling so much gratitude, but I couldn't, yet, there were just weren't even words in my head. It was just blank. I was just enjoying this deep relaxation place, but I wanted the universe to know I'm ready to see me showing up for me. I made, I felt the switch. I'm showing up. I'm making my body, mind, and soul strong so I can handle more of the light. I am here. I can serve. 
so that I can move through my days with this light in me and my body radiant. Yes, it feels so good. And I know it's just a touch of it. I know there's even more beyond this energy. I want to joyously receive all day long, but I feel like I should be serving. I should have to pay for this radiance somehow, shouldn't I? I didn't even have to ask or voice these thoughts in my head, but they were in there. Her deep-seated beliefs rising up again about unworthiness, having to work hard to receive things. And the voice came in this blankness, in this radiance I was sitting in in my resting pose, and it said softly over and over again, just be the light, Addie. Just be the light, Addie. And I knew this wasn't my ego self. It was that voice. It was the one that said, get up. It was the soft voice full of loving kindness and compassion that is so great, it's bringing me to tears now. Yes, just be the light, Addie. This is what I'm seeking. And then I was thinking after about how that's what this podcast was created for, the seeking of that something more inside to keep me on this path, to keep seeking the heart, saying no matter what, getting up over and over and sharing with you guys until I could figure out how to find it over and over. And I assure you, this is definitely the something more. And I think the how is different for everybody, but it's like, it's so much greater than we can even imagine. We are so much greater than we can even imagine. Our dreams are what we are here to do and create. And this, whatever the something more you want to call it, the life force energy, God, the universe, she, and many more names that woman or man has given this energy before us, the energy that at essence, is us anyway, not separate after all, not some deity to throw judgments around on us and punish us, but to over and over again, be there with the voice of loving kindness and compassion, this compassion beyond our imagination. If we just get still enough to listen and we know we are just okay, we are eternally radiant love, gratitude. And the more I live in alignment, the more I experience this greatness within. This is really a thing we can experience. It's not just something people like talk about and we have to know in our heads. We can experience this in our physical selves. What? That's crazy. It doesn't mean you can't experience this greatness if you aren't healthy. On the contrary, when I first had the knowing of this energy, as far from where I am now, I was drinking regularly, eating all kinds of junk still, but I started meditating and I learned about my mind and kept increasing my awareness. I remember just being mind blown. Oh my gosh, what is this? And all I have to say that I'm at this part of my journey that I've been playing small, not fully committing to this part that will move me forward to this next vision of myself. And I've kept parts of this hidden from myself too, I think. You see, I know how to lose weight now. I even know how to make it easy. I didn't have my last little nugget yet. No, that's not even true. I did. I knew that for me to live in more of this light, to be in this version of me, meant me releasing parts of me I wasn't ready to say goodbye to yet, that my ego was holding me up. I didn't want to fully say goodbye to happy hour Addie or small town ice cream shop Addie. And although on my journey, I've said goodbye to many both times, and each time I do, there's no regret for letting them go, only allowing them back in. And the times between them coming back in get longer and longer. And I wanted to keep telling myself that I could enjoy these things and enjoy the heart sing because I had before, 
The problem was I've changed at my core. I am no longer that version of myself and my new self does not like me when I do these things. My new self implements full body pangs of electrical shocks on me. It's like a big ass freon neon sign saying, wrong path, Slayer. <laughs> wrong way, honey. And yet I could try to ignore it and keep eating and drinking and ignoring it. I could see myself being able to go down that path too and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Like ignoring those messages in my body or go into the doctor to see what's wrong with me. Why am I feeling this? Or I could just do what I already know. I already know inside of me, this is my message that this is the wrong path. This is the path of prayer, the one that does not serve me. And I'm sure as hell not going there again. And my soul is telling me through my body, listen up, sister, it's time. It's time to rise again. As I laid on the mountain last week, I asked myself, what is it I really want? And now I, I ask myself this every day in meditation, but it had been a while since I just sat and thought. Michael Beckwith's Life Visioning book came into my world a couple years ago and I listened to it and I was re-listening to it up on the mountain. And as I was listening, it became so clear to me that the author Addie Vision, this next version I see after I've written the book and Oprah's Couch, all that good stuff, right? It's brought me to this moment, to these crossroads of being swallowed in the mud or rising up. And as Michael says, spirit will always win. <laughs> As if it's a competition, which it's not. We're already eternal and will return. It's whether we're going to shed these things that don't serve us, can we can rise up and wake up and create what we're here to create to fulfill our purpose. And then he dropped my new favorite line in there. Surrender is yielding to excellence. <laughs> yes, this came to me in yoga too. So as I was lying there thinking, I surrender to the will of my soul. I accept all as it is. And then the yielding picture came to mind of a yielding on a freeway. It's like you see the traffic whizzing by. That's like my life force energy when she's lit up. The traffic's like going so fast. I can't even get my ego car, the one that's waiting to get on the freeway. She can't even get on the freeway. There's no room for the ego car on the freeway when the life force energy is in full force. And this is how the yielding to excellence is. The light in us is the excellent. This this power, this connection with source, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, whatever your name is, is so strong and has so much power. When we yield and let it flow, we, our ego is still there, but it's on a side road. And when we get farther away from living with our connection to source, then our ego pops up on the freeway is like, woohoo, you know, she's like, Joyride, MFers, let's live it up. This ego joyride, <laughs> she interrupts the flow, man. She can like complete stop the life force energy if she chooses to, right? She just like puts it off to the side. The life force energy never stops, though. The flow is just there. It's just invisible to the ego joyride car, right? It's like our ego joyrides just like riding through all this magic, doesn't even know how to stop. And that's what happened in my November. My ego hijacked the freeway, you guys. She almost stopped the traffic. Thank goodness for my habits and my sisters. And I'm not sure if all of you know how much you support me right back. You hold space for me as I work through all of this, as I'm seeking, and I don't ever feel judgment. I only feel the love from my family too, and not just my kids and 
my ex-husband that's been amazing. Like I feel I know their support, but my aunts and uncles too, Mary, Badger, Bobby, through mom, you guys were brought back into my world to support me on this phenomenal part of my life. Your nuggets of wisdom and encouragement are gifts straight from the universe. And I know they are, I have no doubt. And so, okay, enough of the sappy business. <laughs> I mean, get on a tirade over here. I'm getting teared up. I just want to say I am so grateful for each and every one of you listening and that holds space for me and is curious with me. I'm so excited for what we're all embarking on. Back to the commitment topic. Back in 2018, when I did my first ever 90-day plan, I asked myself, what is it I really want to do for these 90 days? Do you ever ask yourself this? Try it now. Like, no time like the present. Pause it if you need to. Ask, what is it I really want to do? And for me back then, it was to lose 30 pounds. And then I asked, is it physically possible to lose 30 pounds in 30 days? And I said, oh, yes, totally. I I knew that you could do this, that it was healthy and other people had done it. And notice I didn't ask if it was possible for me. I just was establishing that this was possible and it could be a good idea. Then I asked, what would I need to do for that to happen? So ask yourself that now. What is it you need to do for this maybe seemingly impossible goal to happen? What is it you might be hiding from or scared to commit to? And I knew in my gut, and my answer was layered. The main part for me was to not drink. It was a cycle, a quick stress release for me, but it would lead to overeating and it would undo all the good I did during the week or whatever I was doing that day. Back then, I couldn't imagine 30 days, much less 90 without wine. I mean, I had events to attend. I knew I could go for weeks, but man, the 4th of July was in there. I couldn't possibly attend a 4th of July barbecue without it. But I said, if you knew you'd lose 30 pounds in 90 days, would you do it? And the answer was yes. So I started out committing to 30 days and it really, it felt so great. I went the full 90. Now it was not easy. I went through a lot in that process. But again, the only regret Not those events without wine, which, by the way, also spared my monkey brain from thinking she was getting all the desserts and fatty foods everywhere, because it turns out I'm pretty good at and I'm pretty okay with eating healthy when, you know, I have my full capacities. (laughs) I enjoy healthy food. And when I feel good, I make plans. I learn more. I increase my skills, yada, yada. The only regret was ever letting it back in. So I asked myself this past week before last week's podcast, what is it you really desire? And the answer was to feel great, to live in this heart sing, to be in alignment so I can create all the things I want to and the book will flow and everything else. I just want that feeling back where I just feel creative in this energy of alignment and I want to be her. I want author Addie. I want joyous, loving, strong, compassionate, abundant in every way author Addie. The full vision, the sisterhood, the summer camp for women, the retreats, building communities, speaking, sharing everywhere. I want to be engaged in life, but full of life as well. I want to be doing life. I don't want life to be doing me. Then I asked, what do I need for this to happen? And the answer is oddly similar to my answer in 2018. Hmm, How's that for knowing what we need and always loving to take the long path? I wouldn't take that long path back, though. So many lessons. It's how I've become. 
The bottom line is I need to fully commit to my health protocol because this brings in alignment all other things for me. And in fact, I got thinking maybe I haven't been live on like Facebook as much, not because the algorithms like are sucking and because it's never really been about that anyway, but maybe because I've known this truth and I've been hiding from myself too. I absolutely cannot lie on a camera. I'm like looking at my face. It's my rule. And besides, I suck at it. <laughs> my eyes dart all over and I look like I stole something. <laughs> really bad. So as much as I strive to live authentically, this truth's been within me and I haven't been committed to it. It's like I've been scared to like really say it out loud, to throw the gauntlet down and say, you know what? I'm done. I'm not go. I'm done with these things. And my ego self didn't want to let her go. And I know for me, the answer is in here, in honoring my body. This is how my journey to uncovering my soul started, and it's only fitting that my vision of my next version of me brought me right back to this journey I have not finished, my health quest. So of course, I asked myself, what are you willing to do about it? This is the money question, you guys. What are you willing to do? And I said, I'm I'm willing to commit to not drinking. I'm done. I don't even drink that much anymore, but the repercussions of even a little bit I don't like. Messes with my sleep, my habit stacks, my body. It becomes easy to not hear my signals. And I might be missing my nuggets from the universe. And I'm sure as hell not as radiant when it's in my system. And it's just, you know, not a good thing to put in this magnificent vessel. <laughs> it doesn't serve me. And I love how I feel without it. I'm done dancing with the wine wench. I'm done. She's not a good leader anyway, and I'm a shitty follower on the dance floor, <laughs> perhaps anywhere. I'm a really good team player, but I'm not a good follow someone blindly person. I need all the reasons, and she gives me no reasons, none anymore. I'm also committing to no flour, no sugar, is when I allow these back in, it also does not feel good and just makes living in alignment harder. I don't want them anymore. I don't want to be on the crack. The crack, <laughs> that's the flour and sugar, just in case you thought I was adding in another habit to a mix. Don't worry, my friend. I can eat whatever else I want. I've gotten good enough at that and working with my Viome gut health test. So, and please note that I didn't start out here if you are all just listening for the first time. And this food process is a journey at which I started eating all the things, right? And just cultivating the awareness and building new habits and skill that helped me get to this new version. And I didn't lose 110 pounds being totally gluten-free, sugar-free. Although I've loved how my body feels this way and known this since 2011, but I haven't and still don't always abide by my vessel. We're working on that, obviously, right? So the next thing is to build accountability. Hello, you, my dearest podcast listener. I am telling you all, and I'm doing all the things in my sisterhood as well to add in layers of accountability. I created a challenge I have to show up for. I'm committing to my habit stack and reporting in, and I'm guiding our smaller groups. As I'm doing this, I'm staying engaged and motivated from just having a space where we all talk about focusing on our goals and trying to put ourselves first. And I'm accountable to you. I'm going to show up here every week and show you how I move through these last 30 pounds to goal. But more importantly, 
to this greater light within inside? Are you? Ex- I'm so excited about what we're going to uncover. And how can you create accountability for your goal? I challenge you to think outside the box a little bit for yourself. For me, going live on Facebook. Are you kidding me? I told the world. And then I said I was going to show up at this date at this time and tell you how it's going. Do you have an accountability partner or friend? Are you committed to them? Can you find others to support your journey? And remember, beware of the dream killers, the ones that want to doubt your goals and maybe you don't tell them yet, not to work through this fear with your believing mirrors. Yeah, your believing mirrors. These are the people you surround yourself with that hear your dreams and shout with you, hell yeah, let's do this. You are going to nail this. And when you feel like you're in the mud, they don't try to fix you. They're like you all are for me. I feel you, sister. Don't worry, you'll get up again. And when you do, it will be even bigger. You got this. Those people, the ones that believe in you even more than you do. And when they send you a nugget, it's one that just sings straight to your soul. And you're like, ah, the universe sent that. You guys, I bet I nail my weight loss goal by March, but I haven't even laid out the numbers yet. I will as I've weighed every day of my life and it's great data, but now I also have lots of other data and I have my sleep data to which I'm currently working on hacking sleep that is. not the data. And the process is game changing. You guys see that episode with Mary that's on the podcast. I'll I'll link it below too for the sleep hacking info. I got the aura ring now and you guys, I am not disappointed. I never am with Mary's recommendations, <laughs> my aunt. But, you know, I like to take the long road to getting to things apparently. <laughs> it's just how I am. So you know what is going to happen with me committing on this last leg of my path? Like finally putting the line in the sand and saying, I'm doing it, let's go. I'm telling the universe, no, no, I'm not telling. I'm showing the universe I'm ready to hold more light. I'm preparing my vessel, my body, mind, and soul for perhaps even more mud ahead, but even more light. And the universe will know it can open these big doors now because I can hold the light and get out of the mud. It doesn't give us more than we can handle. Everything is going to fall into place. Nowhere in those commitments do you even see my habits, which is what it will really come down to. My actions, like more yoga, meditating, getting up early, doing magic pages, earthing, but in the application of all I've learned and teach, these are implied to me by the commitment to this goal. I know that this commitment not only requires these actions from me to a certain degree, but also instigates them. It's like a win-win. I commit and all of these tools I've spent all this time learning and putting into place into habits over the past few years just line up and fall into place to lead to my heart sing daily. It started already too. I mean, you might have gathered that from my soul opening yoga experience and my exuberant podcast. I can hardly control myself to talk to you like an insane tone. I might have to like put it on slow speed or something. But there was more behind this week leading here. And it started with those changes from this commitment. 
And as part of my accountability and game plan, I had called my daughter last week and changed my birthday plans for this Monday. She was going to take me out to all my favorite places to eat, drink and be merry, right? We just like go cut loose and we laugh and have fun, all of that stuff, right? I told her I was done with that old me. I'm ready to move into this new phase. I'm done resisting my greatness. I think I probably actually told her that too. And I wanted to redefine my birthday. And I wanted to show up as the new me on my day. So I suggested like, let's do a waterfall hike or just lounge around a pool somewhere, eat healthy and laugh and live it up out there. And she countered with the spa. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'll take the spa. Many thanks. I can hit the mountain on my own. And that's just what I did. And it just started out, you guys. I got up extra early intent on bringing in my 49th year, just how my perfect day would look. And in my current circumstance, and I headed to the mountain when it was still dark and hiked up as the sun rose over the mountains in the distance. And there was this soft, warm, red and orange glow was everywhere. And there's this beautiful Mormon temple at the base of this mountain. And it was like a little white castle with a glow with its little lights as the pre-dawn light was coming up. It was just magical. I hiked up. I took my shoes off. I started to meditate. (laughs) It was like so magical. Everything was beautiful. And then the bees found me. And it hovered long enough. I had my first thought, I need to look up the meaning of bees, which I still need to do because I've seen a ton of bees since then too. But what I realized was they really liked the orange in my crazy leggings and they were trying to sit on it. And listen, I love mother nature, but it's a little hard to meditate wondering if I'm going to get stung. So I put my shoes back down and headed down the mountain, but I didn't even let monkey brain think we weren't going to meditate or not radiate. Not on my birthday. No way. I didn't let it spoil a thing. I was like, do, 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 back down the mountain. I'll find somewhere else to meditate. And this is my perfect day vision after all. And I mean, I can meet my true self anywhere in the middle of a mall if I need to. I just sit down, be still, say my mantra. So I meditated in the car. And um, after I took care of business there and said, hey, hello, soul, beautiful you, how are you doing? We headed off to yoga class and I picked up mini after that. We headed to the spa for the day where we just enjoyed ourselves immensely. I mean, what's more to say about the spa, right? We we steamed, we laughed, we uh, had food pool size brought to pool, pool size, that too, but pool side also. I'm just leaving that in. That's great. <laughs> oh, can you tell it's getting light here? I was so I got I got so excited about this podcast, you guys. I know I've been off a little off the rails. I wanted to make sure it was at least coherent because there's just been so much. So Back to the birthday. Here's where the commitment comes in after our pool-sized lunch. Actually, I did a great job with the lunch, and it was wonderful. And my monkey brain was like, you should have some ice cream. And she was really intense. She was very sincere. It's our birthday after all, right? And I, I remembered, hey, this is the new me. That commitment isn't about saying no to something. It's about saying yes to sitting in emotions that perhaps I don't want to feel. I might sad I'm going home and my birthday's coming to an end? Am I lonely? Am I excited? Do I just, is this how I celebrate? Is it a habit? Whatever it might be that is driving this craving for some ice cream. But I've committed not to no ice cream, but into showing up for how I feel in spite of having the ice cream and sitting in the urge. 
And I recognized that I was just seeking a feel-good birthday treat. And I flipped around and asked myself, how do I want to eat on my birthday? And I was the one making the rules here. How did I want to feel? I wanted to be proud of me for executing, proud of myself for executing this day of my vision. I want to feel good in my body without the sugar. And I've committed to this no sugar for that reason. And I want my hormones in alignment. So I'm driving up 7th Street and I have all these thoughts going on. And I rolled by where this ice cream shop is that I normally go. And it was a slow roll, but I'm already working through this urge and all of that. And I just, and I laughed. I'm like, guess what happened, you guys? The ice cream shop wasn't there. They had moved it like way across the street. And I looked over. I'm like, well, I'm not going over there. Are you kidding me? Like, here's another big, huge sign, right? Even move the coffee, the ice cream shop for me. And so, yes, here we go. It begins. And I didn't turn around or seek another ice cream place. There's a millions, right? I found my way back home to make an avo bowl instead, which I enjoyed just as much, by the way. And I was actually pretty hungry since we had only eaten lunch at the pool. And it's delicious. These avo bowls it is like chocolate ice cream. I'm telling you, yum. I'll drop a link in the comments. I think I'm pretty sure I have a link for that. So I'll put that down in case you guys want to try it. I lost like four pounds on my birthday. I'm sure some of that was steamed off my body, but I'll take it, right? The scale anyway. It's just a reflection of my choices that are serving my body or not. Data, data, data. And sometimes it's not even that. It's not even a reflection. You know how fickle the scale can be. I know when I swim, I'm up a few pounds the next day just from that that swimming. It's all so fascinating. Oh, hey, here's a fascinating scroll for you, just totally random. But the Young Jedi found a podcast this week talking about how fat is processed out of the body. And the scientist being interviewed was talking about how it's removed from our body through our air, through our breath. I'm like, oh my God, another reason breathing is so important, right? I have to listen to that one yet. I'll ask the Young Jedi to drop the link in the Facebook group for those of you that want to have a listen. But yeah, so evidently fat, moves through the air. And this is why we lose weight at night too. Like, okay, I got to get into the science behind that, but just fun little fact for you today. So that, my friends, is my update on my commitment and moving forward on what is ultimately my original quest still, my physical self-health quest, but it's so much more about my spiritual awakening. I hear it. I hear myself. I'm like, who am I? About my drive to live in this greatness more and more to better understand how I'm the co-creator of this life, how to shed this ego and surrender, to yield to excellence, to allow that traffic to flow, 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 and flow through me. So I leave you this week with these thoughts. What is it you are resisting committing to that you know you need to do, that you know to be true, that you might just be scared to step up to the plate because you might be afraid you're going to strike out? And so what if you strike out? What is that thing that you are resisting to know to be true that you need to do to be successful at your on your way to your goal? Sit and write about it and do a favor to yourself and don't lie or hide from yourself. <laughs> you can take the short way. You don't have to take the slayer way. The answer's within you. And the sooner you say, I would just need to do X, Y, and Z and own it, the sooner you can get to the bottom of why you are not doing it. Why are you afraid to step into your greatness? Do you dare to really commit? 
Find your believing mirrors and start dreaming, my friends. Start believing in the possibilities. Get honest and start taking action. And of course, get up over and over again as you will fail on this quest. This is where the glory is in coming out the other side of the failure. These are our learning moments. My journey with the wine wench is so funny, right? This is literally the same thing I'm saying I need to do to get to my goal. And while my why has changed and my body, my entire being has changed, that thing that I know within me is not serving me has also changed, right? My relationship to alcohol is completely different. I was telling one of my groups tonight that I remember in 2018 when I committed to that 30 days without drinking, I was freaking out. I was scared. <laughs> now I'm excited. I'm ready. I've taken the power out of it. There's no power in it. It's been a journey, but I don't need to learn anymore on that path. It keeps me playing small and I'm done playing small. I'm ready to step into the arena again on this final leg of the quest. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more arenas I need to step into. But on this quest, I'm throwing this gauntlet on this battle with the wine wench. I'm just so over. And of course, the crack. <laughs> Remember, that's the flour and sugar, just in case your kids are tuning in right now thinking, what are you listening to some chick? Well, hopefully they're not because I'm about to say the B word too. So, you know, tune me down. Anyhow, my darling, witches and bitches, let me ask you this. What are you ready to throw down the gauntlet on? Are you ready? we got a new year coming up. Don't even wait. Throw it down now. How can you show up and how can you get up in the face of adversity over and over again? Commit to sitting in what is uncomfortable. So much more than committing to saying no to something, right? It's committing to saying yes to feeling all the feels. I can't wait to hear about all of yours. Let's light this bitch up, shall we? Until next week, slay her out. <laughs>